theoretically possible. Why waste time? It doesn't make any sense. Discovery Houston press to ATO. Well, hello, friends. Hello, Quinn. How art thou? I am fantastic. How are you, my love? I'm great. I'm grateful that we decided to split this episode into two. Me I just too. feel like there's so much in there, and I wanted to tell you a little bit about what cars I enjoyed. I love that you picked the electric car class, and I forgot there's so much deeper meaning behind the electric cars for us personally and our vision of the future, too. A hundred percent. And it was really one of those classes that connected it's one of my favorite things about the pebble beach concours is it's you get to see the spectrum the lineage of the evolution of the car from the very early days to now where you get to see the concept cars of like what's going to be the future yeah and the electric car class i feel like really made that spectrum fully like full circle almost you know Mm -hmm. because you had almost all the concept cars were electric or had some electric component whether it was hybrid or electric and then you had this you had the early 1896 the earliest car on the show field it was a trip and then now you have like what the future in the year like 2026 Mm. will be you know it's just it was fantastic so but i am really looking forward to hearing what your favorite classes or cars were on the show field well it is it is a little bit difficult because there's always there's there's so many great cars but i will first off go with we, we talked about the best of show class so i just want to talk about two of my favorite cars in the best of show class yeah and yeah, I guess I do like sportier cars a little bit more. And so the Ferrari that won best of show a few years ago, it's silver. And I was staring at that car because I was, I was helping get that over to, to, to the field like all week. And that car, those freaking lines are incredible. It is extremely elegant, which fully validates why it won best of show, most elegant car of the year. But it is a beast of a Ferrari. And I've, I had looked at the interior of it, the way that it's all set up. Everything about it is so beautiful. And I love it. I love the color of it. I love the design of it, the curves of it. Someone should Google it. It's got this very long nose. And it is a real sports car, but it is elegant. And to find a sports car that's elegant is rare. I loved the Alpha 8C. That one's a, uh, that one won, I think, in 2008. It's another beautiful car, and that one is looks more elegant, but it's a really special car because when you get that engine going, you're like, whoa, this one can actually drive like a beast. So I kind of like where you can like look at it and you know it drives like a beast, like it's a Ferrari, holy cow. But it's got those elegant aspects, and that one's probably my number one. The other one is the Mormon Meteor uh, Duesenberg. Beautiful yellow color. Love that car. A Duesenberg is, if you've seen The Great Gatsby, it's it's the car that Leonardo DiCaprio's driving all around in. And it was the most elegant vehicle made in America by far. And it had crazy horsepower. And this specific Duesenberg was one hell of a beast of a vehicle focused on being, not, not, being seen in the city it was focused on uh like being fast and driven it almost had or it did have a lot of almost like hot rod aspects to it that were like really cool and just sounded aggressive and it was fully custom body 
unlike any other car unlike in the field. any other you know one of the weird things about the duesenberg which by the way is a 1935 duesenberg mm-hmm. so it's Thank definitely you. a great gatsby era for sure but um the font on that car <laughs> is super interesting like to that? me yeah if you guys see it i would highly recommend just you know google best of show duesenberg and at pebble beach and you'll see it it is one of those eye-catching vehicles yes because of the color also because to me at least the font mm-hmm. of it but then just the actual car itself mm. everything about it it's really interesting and i love that you picked the sportier ones too i mean that ferrari um that one best of show it won in 2014 oh yeah and it was the first post-war car to win best of show i know it was monumental it was a monumental moment it was a 1954 ferrari 375 mm mm-hmm. scaglietti thank Oop. you yes it is a beautiful car i remember when it was in the winning winner circle and then it came out with a few other cars, and you're like, who's going to win? And I'm like, no way is it going to be a Ferrari. And then what do you freaking know? It did it. And it was it's pretty amazing. spectacular. It was. It still is the only post-war best of show. Yeah. It's first and only one. So, so I'm far. Just, so far. We'll so see that, what's That to kind come. of alludes to the class that I want to discuss next, which is the Lamborghini Countach. Ooh. And those, so this is in the 70s. They came, Lamborghini, they're originally a tractor company, believe it or not. And the Countach was such an incredible game-changing design. They, before that, they had the Mira. I love the Mira. But the Countach, it has almost like these, it's going from like curved to like sharp edges. Yeah. And really transitioning from looking like a smooth car to driving Europe to like, you're hopping in a rocket ship. Yeah. And these vehicles, they had on the field the oldest Lamborghini Countach and the newest Lamborghini Countach together, which yeah. is pretty spectacular. So the first one made and the last one they ever made. And then they had all these incredible Lamborghinis right in between it. Yep. And the one that I was like, whoa, this is a radical color for 19... It was 1977. Its license plate said UFO 77, (laughs) and it looked like a UFO. It was a radical bright purple with white interior. So crazy. And it was extremely clean. Uh, The problem with a lot of these uh, Italian cars, for me personally and for you, is they're not designed for tall people at all. No, they are not. So it's not very comfortable, but man, are they amazing to look at as as far as like design goes, pieces of art. And then you add in the engine and all of its capabilities. I mean, this is the one that led to every Lamborghini post. It has little attributes similar to the Countach. It went Countach. I believe it went Diablo after. Mm-hmm. And Murcielago, keep it going. You can see the similarities to this one more so than the Lamborghinis that came prior to the Countach. And the reason I love this, this uh, class is because, or another reason I love it, is because this class was like the new era. Yeah. This was one of the youngest vehicle, uh, classes, classes ever, ever. Yeah. ever. Yeah. And I think it's kind of alluding that, you know, it makes you think, what are going to be the future classes of the Concorde? Because you can't just be recirculating the same ones uh, over and over again. It has to evolve. And yeah. as it evolves, we're going to see newer cars come on the field. And by the time 
they're on the field, they're no longer newer cars. I mean, they're all older than us at this point. Yeah, you know? that's very true. Yeah, and, and that first one that was ever made, that color was pretty fantastic too. It was a green. Mm. Um, I was told a story where actually when it was first revealed, it was red, and then they took it to another place and painted oh, really? it green. And so that's that. the green that's still, yeah, that like they showed for the second time. But um, I just think that, that that class really was so, so spectacular, and it was on that 17th. Um, fairway hole like actually you know because we expanded the show field so we had much more space and so if you got all the way down past the 18th fairway onto the 17th you saw like just this beautiful lineup of cars along the water on 17 and all of their doors were up which Mm -hmm. was so cool because that's like a huge feature of the of the Countach too is the the doors were all butterfly doors butterfly doors and all the all of the cars were like different colors I, I called it like the skittle you know, it was like, it was like <laughs> you had all bright. the rainbows yeah. and all the colors, of the rainbow. And it was, it was really pretty spectacular to see that. And then right next to it was the Porsche 917s. Which... That was the last one I was going to talk about. I'm okay, glad you well, brought I guess... it up. <laughs> there nope. you go. So the Porsche 917s, if any of you have ever seen Ford versus Ferrari, the movie, excellent movie, highly recommend it. Definitely. This, these vehicles were the era just post that competition. So this is in the seventies. And Porsche came out with a vehicle that was designed to endure a hard and heavy race for a significant period of time. And these vehicles are like an engineering masterpiece, to say the least. And they dominated for a long period of time. So the Ford first Ferrari, if you have seen it, it's about a 24-hour race in Le Mans in France. And you start in the afternoon and you finish the next day in the afternoon. There's typically about three drivers nowadays. I don't. I don't remember when that changed. Yeah. And you have to. You have to drive that car really hard. But your your car also has to be able to endure the hard head hitting turns. Like it's a very difficult race. Yeah. And so it's a long battle. And and it it's it to me it's probably my favorite race if you're going to attend one go to that one you get a 20 like you know you you go to any other race you're only going to be there for a few hours this is like all night long two in the morning three in the morning they're still going they're going just as hard yeah they got their night lights on and they're just zooming by it's a lot of noise but it is amazing and the porsche 917s we had 13 of them on the field we did a photo shoot on the saturday yeah a lot of coordination went into putting them uh in that photo shoot because it was so significant to have those. There's only, I think there's only like 14 in the world, something like that, and have 13 of them like all together mm-hmm. in one photo at Pebble Beach was incredible. So they brought up the like the crane and put the photographer at the top of it. And now you can go online, you can find these photos. Yeah. But this is one of those situations that in my lifetime, those cars will never be together again. Yeah, I, probably I, I, not. I'm very confident in saying that. They're all owned private by by private individuals. Right. And we've only had a few moments where something of that significance happens where it's like, holy crap moment. We need to have a Saturday photo shoot, bring all these cars. It's a lot of coordinating, but it's always worth it. The other one that was like most significant happened in, what was it, 1986 or something? Mm. And it was the Bugatti Royales. There's six of them. They were all there on the field and they they made a poster of it. and. Yeah. Anyone who has that poster has it framed. It is so significant of a moment, and that will never happen again. Yeah. So these are those types of moments. So when when I saw it, I was like, oh, let me embrace this moment For of sure. seeing all of them together. And they are crazy loud. 
they are really, really fast, and they're so low to the ground, we had to adjust the ramp to make sure that they could go over the ramp because they are, they're, they're just skimming the cement. Like, it's amazing. Yeah. They, they were so advanced, aerodynamic, turn, handling of turns. I mean, they are built to race. And in my opinion, it really put Porsche on that next layer of, yeah. hey, we're here. You know, Ford, Ferrari, thank you for your moment. Let me show you what some German engineering can do. And wow, German engineering continues to really dominate a lot of, you know, a lot of different types of races. Formula One, obviously, with Mm -hmm. Mercedes and whatnot. But Porsche 917, I'm assuming the Porsche 917 really dominated the Le Mans for a period of time. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, and they're... And and those races similar. So we have like 12 hours of Sebring and so on. So they were champions they were yeah. and it was i mean it was very colorful 17th fairway i would mm-hmm. say it was really cool and it was like you said it was almost like okay here's the evolution of how the concours is going to go right yeah. because we have to evolve right um what's what is the we actually even had a forum which is like you know we have a few talks th- uh, throughout the week mm-hmm. where we bring in experts to talk about various different classes or different tr- trends or topics in the automotive uh, world and there was one that where it was, what what will Pebble Beach's 100th anniversary look like? So what will it look like in 2050? Which, um, you know, was, was really interesting. And, and I think that, that those two classes that you said definitely will have something to do with that. They helped clear out a bit of the smog, like a yeah. bit of the fog, fog I say, Yeah, like what is it going to look understand. like? Yeah. And just for those of you who aren't on your computer looking up these cars while we're talking about them, Porsche 917... Those are the, the most po- popular ones that you've probably seen. And if I remind you of what they look like, you'll click in your head, is sky blue with orange. And they were, that it had the word golf on them. And if mm-hmm. you've ever seen like Hot Wheels, these were like some of the most popular Hot Wheels. Yeah. Sky blue with orange race stripe. And oh man, yeah. they're so significant. They, and we had all, like, we had like four or five of those ones. Yep. Then we had other designed ones that, I mean, some were so crazy. One was a, like a sec- psychedelic purple and green yeah. striped one with a long tail. Like They were so different, and I got to hear them run. They are amazingly loud, significant vehicles, all incredible, and very grateful to have them on the field. Yeah, absolutely. And I will say, just to bring it back to the Lamborghini Countach also, mm-hmm. um, that Saturday, Lamborghini actually revealed the new Countach. Oh, yeah. So it was the perfect place, really, because we had that whole class where we had the first one built and the last one built. Mm-hmm. And then Lamborghini revealed the new concept of what the future Countach yeah. is going to look like. So or, Yeah, and are they going to make it into production or is it just prototype at this point? Um, I'm actually not sure. We'll have to look that up and I'll put that in the description. You can look it up. Even if they don't put it into mass production, just those little like ideas of like playing around with like, let's redesign the Countach for today. Yeah. You're going to see those designs in the cars in the future for sure. Guaranteed. And it's nice seeing the step-by-step evolution of a new car coming out. And Concord allows that to happen. And, I, I do think it's important for car designers to see these types of events because it is so special to be able to integrate some some components of the original heritage or brand into their new cars. And we see that with some of the uh, Mercedes, some of the Lamborghinis, all of them. If they're, if they're really top tier, they always integrate a little bit of the old school into the new school. Always. And I, that's really one of the most special things about Pebble Beach. Mm-hmm. Concord Elegance is that you really do get to see 
the history, the full lineage. Like, how else do you really fully, truly appreciate and understand mm-hmm. where this car came from, right? right? If you are looking at a concept or a brand new, you know, what, whatever you're looking at, to understand the history is to really fully appreciate how, you know, closely intertwined humans and our, our cars really are, right? Yeah. I mean, it really helped move our species, our, our, you know, humanity forward in a Absolutely. lot of different ways. Um, so yeah, it's, it was a, it was such a special, cool moment because you got to see so much, so much of the history. You got to see the history, not just of, of the automotive world. You got to see the history of the Pebble Beach Concours of why it is right. the world's premier Concours d'Elegance with the best of shows along the water. Mm-hmm. Did you have a favorite moment of all the, uh, moments throughout the week? Oh, that's a good question. I'll go first. Yeah, you Mine go first. was in the morning. In the morning, it's called Dawn Patrol, and we're getting all the vehicles onto the lawn, and it's, a, I mean, it's dark outside. <laughs> and when we were doing that, there's one entrant that I'll never forget. He came in a two-seater. It was a Bugatti race car, but he had his daughters, like, sitting all over it because, like, this is a moment. And some of these cars, you know, they're, like, five-seaters, and they'll stuff their grandkids in there. They'll be holding, like, nine people in the car. And they come on the field, receive their package, and then position their car. And it's like, we made it. We, you win just by being at Pebble Beach on Concourse Sunday. And so to see this individual with his daughters for the first time getting onto the field, it was as if he won the Super Bowl. It was really beautiful yeah. to see his reaction when you know his daughters were like, oh, my gosh, it's so amazing. And so to be a part of that, that's something yeah. really spectacular. That was, I mean, that's what it's all about is that, that magical moment for people where they're just so happy to be there. It's very much about the cars, but it's also about the people yes. that bring the cars. Um, I will say one of, it's a more of a personal moment, I think, but it was, you know, we were uh, behind uh, the stage and there was an award, a secret award that was given to the chairman, mm-hmm. Sandra Button, for being at the helm, you know, and working for the Concours for over half of its life. Yeah. 36 years. It was going to be 35 at 70 at, in 2020, but it was 36. So it's 35 plus one. And that was really special because all of, you know, all the people who have been a part of this for way longer than we have mm-hmm. all came with her on stage and honored her and everyone and then just again <laughs> they maybe kept it's it a, a huge secret like we, in the script itself this was nothing like coded in a different way exactly it was like no one knew and it was just a really special moment we all behind stage you know it's just just it was it was very very cool you know because yeah. this wouldn't have happened if we didn't all have our team and we didn't all come together to try to make this year. it was a tough year so it was kind of one of those wonderful cathartic moments that we get to honor you know Sandra is a great leader and then also everyone else who is a huge part of this coming mm-hmm. together and just celebrating the people behind it as well yeah. and so. and just to conclude i think that we should say one thing about the fact that this or this event raises so much money for nonprofit organizations yes and this year they raised over 1.8 million dollars yeah and at this point from from hosting the event and putting it all together I think, was it $32 million of donations to help? A lot of it is helping uh, children in communities that are in difficult times and providing, you know, lunch meals, school meals and 
and an after-school type program, Boys and Girls Club, lots of different organizations. Yeah, it's, it's all going into the local community of yeah. Monterey Peninsula. Like, it really is. It's it's all, and, and, and these people come from all over the world, and they donate, Yeah, right? They donate to, you know, because that's what this event really is is all about also. I mean, right. people maybe don't re- remember that because of all of the amazingness that's going on on the show for, yeah. for cars, but the amazing generosity that also comes with it mm-hmm. is the fact that over 32 million dollars has been donated to the local community and over 1.8 this year million dollars and even in 2020 we, d- we donations came in over a million dollars in yeah, 2020 when we didn't have an event yeah. so i mean that just speaks volumes i think also to the commitment of the people who want to continue to support the mm-hmm. causes and this event and what we what it can do for yeah. You know, people, we're all going through hard times. So yeah. the event re- is bigger than us. It is. That's a good way that is, it. yeah, well said. Well, really thank you all for listening. That's our summary of Pebble Beach Concord. Yeah, Gons. looking forward to 2022. Let's drive on to 2022 and we will talk to you tomorrow. See you then. Bye. Bye.